Will you please stand for the reading of the gospel? The text comes from Mark 8, verses 27 through 38. Jesus went on with his disciples to the villages of Caesarea of Philippi. And on the way, he asked his disciples, Who do people say that I am? And they answered him, John the Baptist, and others Elijah, and still others one of the prophets. He asked them, But who do you say that I am? Peter answered him, You are the Messiah. And Jesus sternly ordered them not to tell anyone about him. Then he began to teach them that the Son of Man must undergo great suffering and be rejected by the elders, the chief priests, and the scribes, and be killed, and after three days rise again. He said all this quite openly. And Peter took Jesus aside and began to rebuke him. But turning and, letting his, and looking at his disciples, Jesus rebuked Peter and said, Get behind me, Satan, for you are setting your mind not on divine things, but on human things. He called the crowd with his disciples and said to them, If any want to become my followers, let them deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For those who want to save their life will lose it. And those who lose their life for my sake and for the sake of the gospel will save it. For what will it profit them to gain the whole world and forfeit their life? Indeed, what can they give in return for their life? Those who are ashamed of me and of my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, of them the Son of Man will also be ashamed when he comes in the glory of his Father with the holy angels. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. I am not a big fan of the outdoors. Red hair, fair skin, I burn. Um, And it seems like every time I take my dog out when she has to potty, I get at least five mosquito bites. But a few years ago, some of my friends convinced me to go hiking with them once. And it was only once I went. (laughs) They told me that they would pick an easy trail, and they lied. (laughs) Um, Or... At least from my one trip, they lied. Um, So all of my friends who I went with, they hike regularly. So I was always at the back. My friends would take turns walking with me out of pity. It was just, it was a long day. And this trail was definitely not easy. At some points, it was so steep that you had to climb up what you're supposed to be able to walk up. And so you would have to hold on to rocks or branches. And then at other parts of the trail, there was a drop-off. So you had to be very careful where you walked. And so when it came to the climbing part, I was very careful to use the rocks and the branches my friends did in front of me because they knew what they were doing. 
And when it came to those areas where you had to be very careful where you stepped, I would literally wait for them to pick up their foot and put my foot down where they had just rested theirs. (laughs) And by the end of the hike, I noticed that I was covered in the dust from the dirt because I had followed so closely after my friends. There is a plaque on a wall in my office that my friend Joy made for me a few years ago. And it's a plaque I've had Huntsville, Alabama, Princeton, New Jersey to hear. And the words on the plaque read, may you be covered in the dust of your rabbi. This is a plaque I've always had in front of me as a way of keeping my focus. And behind these words is an image of Christ's face, reminding me of who my rabbi is. Because that saying, may you be covered in the dust of your rabbi, is an ancient Jewish blessing. It was a blessing all of Jesus' disciples received. Because when you went to follow a Jewish religious leader, people would tell you, May you be covered in their dust. May you follow so closely after them. May you repeat what they do. So much so that you are covered in their dust. This was the blessing they'd received. And for three years, the disciples had followed Jesus and had been covered in his dust. They'd watched him calm a storm and walk on water. They'd watched him feed thousands with just a little bit. They'd watched him raise the dead. They wanted to be like this man. They wanted to be covered in his dust. In today's text... Jesus and his disciples are walking. And he asks them an innocent question, really. Who do the people say that I am? What's the rumor going around? And so the disciples throw out some names and some ideas. But then Jesus asks them, but who do you say that I am? And this is the question for the 12 who had been with him for three years. For the 12 who had seen him work miracles. Who do you say that I am? It's Peter who replies, you are the Messiah. And we all want to cheer for Peter right here. For getting it right, because he is right. But his definition of Messiah wasn't. Because the, the Jewish people at this time thought that God's Messiah would come in on a war horse and lead an army that would overthrow Rome and put them in control. That was the Messiah Peter wanted Jesus to be. That was the Messiah they were hoping for. So Jesus has to explain to them who God's Messiah truly is. 
And so he explains that God's Messiah has to suffer and be rejected by his own people and be killed only to be raised to life again after three days. I don't think Peter really heard that last part or didn't understand it. I assume that the, the words of suffering and death and, re- and rejection were ringing in his ears. Because Peter knew the blessing well of being covered in the dust of his rabbi. He knew that the road that Jesus walked would be expected of him. The, the destiny, the identity of your rabbi is yours when you are a disciple. This was dust Peter wanted nothing to do with. This was a path he wanted to say, hey Jesus, let's, let's go another way. So Peter rebukes Jesus, meaning Peter spoke to Jesus as Jesus did those who were possessed by demons. He spoke to Jesus as if Jesus was possessed by evil. Peter wasn't happy. But we should be able to understand Peter because we're followers of Jesus too. So what what do you mean, Jesus? You're the Messiah, but you say that you have to walk a path and that we... And if we're your followers, followers, we're expected to follow a path of rejection and suffering and death. And what's this business of being raised to life again? So Jesus pulls in Peter and the other disciples. And he pulls in the crowd that had been traveling with them. And he decides to explain a little more. But first, he offers all of them the same invitation he offered the disciples when he first met them. Follow me. Follow me on this path. And so Jesus explains that to follow, we're invited to deny ourselves, to say no to ourselves by remembering who is the most important, who's supposed to be first, which is God. Even though the world tells us it's supposed to be about me, it's supposed to be about those I love, everyone else can look out for themselves. But Jesus says, no, you deny yourself. You love God. You love your neighbor. This is my invitation to you. This is my path. And then he says, I'm inviting you to pick up a cross, to lift high a cross and to follow me. A cross that isn't just for Sunday mornings or when we're with our fellow Christians. 
across that can cause us to lose friends and lose family and lose our reputation because we may do something that people think is uncool. Or we may not do something that everyone else is doing because it's not a part of our path. It's a cross we're called and invited to pick up that makes us rethink how we spend our money, what possessions we own. It it invites us to rethink our own dreams. And it's a cross that may cause us to lose our lives, which is a risk that Christians, our brothers and sisters in Saudi Arabia and North Korea and Iran and so many other countries face every day that they choose to lift high the cross to follow after this rabbi. He said, this is my path. This this is a scary path. It's an uncomfortable path. It's an intimidating path, if we're being honest. And yet this is the path we're invited to take. But you know what I love about this passage? Peter is scared. Peter doesn't want to walk this path. Peter speaks badly to Jesus. And Jesus doesn't kick him out for being afraid or for being hesitant about this path. Jesus later tells Peter, I am going to build my church upon you. It's okay to be afraid. It's okay to be hesitant about this path. Jesus knows. But he still invites us to follow him. That's the invitation over and over again in the Gospels. Follow me. Follow and be covered in the dust of my feet. Follow me. Do what I do. Follow and know that I have walked this road before you. Follow and know that I am not going to abandon you. Follow me. And in the Gospel of John, Jesus told his disciples, You did not choose me, but I chose you. This is what Jesus says to each of us who follows after him. I chose you. I believe in you. I have faith that you can walk this path. Follow me. Follow the one who is the Messiah, the Christ, 
the Lord of lords, the King of kings, the Prince of peace, Emmanuel, God with us, the one who is the way, the truth, and the life, the good shepherd, the one who is God come in flesh. Follow me. Follow the feet that when he was a baby, he was laid in a manger for a bed. Follow the feet that took Jesus to a well where a woman sat who, whom the religious leaders had told that there was no place for her in God's household. And Jesus gave her living water. Follow the feet that took him to the bed of a dead child and called her to life again. Follow the feet of a man who went time and time again to those that it's so easy for us to overlook. And he said, I see you. I love you. My grace is for you too. Follow the feet that were praying when a friend kissed him on the cheek to betray him. Follow the feet that took each step to that heel, bearing a wooden cross. Follow the feet that were pierced by a nail when he was made an example of by the authorities. Follow the feet that were laid in a tomb. Follow the feet that walked out of that tomb three days later so that he could declare that God is not done with us. Follow me. This is Christ's invitation to us. This this is our invitation to follow a path that is scary. But one that we don't walk alone. And one that he has walked before us. But will we accept the invitation? Will we hear the words of assurance over and over again in our ears? I believe in you. I have chosen you. Will we hear these words instead of suffering and rejection and death? Will we hear the words, you will live? Will we lift high the cross? Will we lift high this path that our rabbi has invited us to take? Who do we say Jesus is? It's our walking that will do the talking. Will you please pray with me?